because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you. Always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode in our top 10 end of the year list. For today, I am joined by some special guests. First things first from Cinemania Live, we have Hannah. Hannah, hello. Hey. How are you? Good. I'm okay. And uh, we have, from Cinemania Nightmares, we have Tyler. Tyler, hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. It's pretty cold. Otherwise, you know, just chilling. I mean, literally like almost. 25, like 25 degrees in Boston. It's horrible. It's something um, like that right. around here, too. And lastly, we have, from Candid Cinema and the Cinemania World team, we have Manda. Manda, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to everyone. So you've seen the title. You've seen the thumbnail. This is our top 10 worst movies of 2020. Listen, I don't know what happened recently, but a lot of critics do this thing where they're like, oh, it's not. let's not celebrate bad movies, blah, 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 blah. Producers and directors don't intend to make bad movies. With my 10 list, I don't believe that. I think these people knew they were making a terrible movie, so it <laughs> deserves to be talked about. So this is my favorite show to do at the end of the year. The best shows are always nice and blah, blah, blah. Everybody's sweet about stuff. But this show, I love roasting terrible things. So I'm really, really excited to get into our list. Um, okay. Before we get into our top 10, I want to get into some honorable mentions. So if you're on like Letterboxd, um, like as far as you guys go, and you have like, you did, the, you did like an entire list where it's like 25 or 15 or 20, uh, what are... The movies that are not in the top 10, we'll use those as honorable mentions. I'll say mine after all you guys go. I'll start with Hannah. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, the I have one. Uh, okay. To All the Boys I Loved Before, too. Uh, I don't think the movie's bad. I just think it's disappointing um, and just kind of boring, especially coming off of the first one, which I loved so much. And I think, like, universally, it's pretty loved. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was very disappointing. Yeah, I actually would agree. It's not in my it's not in my honorable mentions, but it's definitely a movie that I thought I I hoped was gonna be better. They just did a lot of things, a lot they they did a lot of tropes that I didn't really enjoy as far as like getting you to hate the guy that you love from the first one, and it was just really weird. Um, all right, let's switch over to Manda. Do you have anything in your honorable mentions? Oh man, um, that I didn't that I didn't like, right? Obviously. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, shoot. I'm gonna go with extraction. Oh wow, I'm actually surprised. I couldn't yeah, I I couldn't stand that movie. So because <laughs> okay. I have I've yeah, I just didn't like it. And uh yeah, that's it for now. Okay. Um all right, let's go to Tyler. What about you? Uh Damn, as far as <laughs> what you say, Dwayne? I said I have a lot. I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> but uh, as far as dishonorable mentions, I guess I mean I mean I have a handful. I guess I mean I guess I'll make up for everyone only having like one. But but uh, I didn't really like She Dies Tomorrow. I thought that was very underwhelming, especially with all the <laughs> critical praise that it got. I mean I love Neon as a company, but that just didn't do it for me this year. 
Um, some of those, some of those uh, Amazon Blumhouse movies weren't very good, like uh, uh, Evil Eye oh and uh, mine, Nocturnal, yeah. and uh, what's it called? What's that? The one with Joey King, the, the Lie, Songbird. Oh, yes. I thought that was a that was a that was very close to being on my bottom list, but it just didn't didn't but just barely missed out. That and like the War with Grandpa. I guess that's like a. A, a, a decent amount of dishonorable mentions that didn't make the cut, and the tax collector just that's another one I, I thought of. That's in my best true. Ones, so talk about it. Um, all right. So for me, now that you reminded me of those Blumhouse Amazon movies, they were absolutely terrible. So uh, Nocturne, I think that was the name of it, with uh, Sydney Sweeney. I just thought it was like really boring, and I thought they were all boring. Do... Yeah, and I didn't watch all of them. So listen, I'll preface this list by saying this: this people on my Twitter who like, Oh my God. Like, you know, there's like, if there's probably certain movies that's not going to be in this list, it's because I don't reach out for bad movies. I, my fellow critics, Larry, Tyler, Alex, they will watch anything and I can't do it. If I know a come play just looks terrible, I'm not going to go see it. Alex, him and I had this thing a couple of years, like, you know, before the pandemic where, Hey, you want to go to the screening, of so and so, I'm like Alex. No, it's like, it's for what? <laughs> so I can stand in line for a terrible. No, and 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 listen, I I can rant on the movie when I see it that weekend. I don't have to see it early and rant about it early. I can rant about it when I see it over the weekend. But even then, most of the time, I don't I don't go and see them. So this list is all of movies that I was like at least somewhat interested in, whether it was going to be like really really bad or just like or just kind of good or just like dumb popcorn funny kind of good. Or, I mean, kind of bad. So, I mean, some of my honorable mentions right now, I have Becky. I thought Becky was, like, I was looking forward to it because I thought it was going to be, like, an R-rated kind of Home Alone. Becky kind of gets her ass beat a lot in the movie, and it sucks. Uh, I have the rhythm section. It sucks. That was a tough one. Very boring. Uh, and then I have two bigger ones. So, my first bigger one, I rewatched it, and then I realized how bad it really was, and I lowered my grade on it on uh, Letterboxd. I have Mulan. Me too. Uh, Mulan was rough. And I, and like the editing and all the scenes and all the stuff happening, it was just, it was really rough. Gently, and, and the gently first time and I was weird dubbed voice. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is not, it's not terrible. It's, I mean, it's Disney by the stuff, but it's, it's, it's really bad. And I don't, yeah. I don't think it should get a pass here. All right. And then when I posted that we were doing this show, everyone just assumed that I would have a certain movie here and uh, in my top 10. And I'm here to say that Wonder Woman 1984 is not in my top 10, but it is indeed in my dishonorable mentions. The more I think about this movie, <laughs> it gets worse and worse and worse. I tried to rewatch it on Christmas. I got annoyed after 30 minutes. I tried to rewatch it again Sunday, like finish it. Dwayne, let's just get past it. It, it sucks. So like it, it's rough, it's bad. Every, every you already heard all this stuff online. So I'm not gonna go ad nauseum with Wonder Woman 1984, but it's not in my top ten. It's in my dishonorable mention. So that being said, let's go to our number tens of the year. Uh, I'll start with Tyler. What's your number ten worst movie of 2020? Uh, my number ten movie was actually Fantasy Island, the Blumhouse Fantasy Island. Number ten. That's it. I've seen a lot of bad movies this year, Dwayne. <laughs> I mean, would you like me to elaborate? Or, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it again later on, since I know oh, it'll... we will. 
But I mean, I just thought it was such a, I mean, it's one of those things with Blumhouse, especially, I mean, I know you and I have talked about it before, especially with the Nightmare show. It's just uh, Blumhouse, it's weird because they do make a lot of pretty good movies, whether they be horror or just outside of horror every now and then. But they also make a lot of really bad ones because this is, you know, they have like this or even uh, the Craft Legacy or um, um, they made uh, the Black Christmas remake last year. I mean, they make a lot of pretty bad adaptations when they get the licenses and stuff. And Fantasy Island is one of those properties that they could have done a really cool horror movie around and they just kind of dropped the ball. It's kind of just a, you know, devoid of scares, the tones all over the place. I know your favorite guy was involved, Jeff Wadlow, when it comes to... <laughs> Uh, making the film and all the people behind truth or dare including lucy hale it's a it's just such a it's such a bland movie and like all of the characters are so terrible and it's very cringy and i guess i'll we'll elaborate more whenever it pops back up on someone else's list we trying to say i mean we know it's going to be on here (laughs) doy i'm not going to be the only one that has fantasy island on here (laughs) you didn't even i didn't that was one of the ones you didn't even finish Fantasy? No, I no, I didn't. I did walk out of that, didn't I? Yeah, it you, was like you missed Michael Rooker. You missed Michael Rooker's yeah. spear, like spearing that dude off of a cliff. Lucy Hill said something, and I vanished. And I said, I can't do this movie anymore. <laughs> um, let's go to Hannah. What about you? What's your, what's your number ten? All right, so my number ten is Freaky. Uh, Are you? <laughs> right. oh, and there we go. Let me let me let me explain. Let me explain. I, the first few movies on this list, I don't think are bad. They were just disappointing or just kind of annoyed me in ways. Uh, Freaky was one of them. This might be the movie that disappointed me the most this year because there was so much hype up, like building up to it. And I really like these kind of movies usually. Um, I really like Happy Death Day. Uh, I like Happy Death Day too. Um, but for whatever reason, this movie is just annoying. Um, it, it like the horror is good and the gore is fun, but like beyond that, and Vince Vaughn is fun. It's like boring. I it's not funny either, so I didn't even get like laughs out of it like I do with like Happy Death Day. So yeah, I didn't really like this movie all that much. Sorry about it. Mm. Mm. Oh, well. Okay, I forgive you. I guess. Uh- <laughs> All right, Amanda, let's get you number 10. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to uh, – the half of it, I don't know if you guys watched it on Netflix. I heard it was terrible. So I hated it so much it just because it it had representation, which was great, but it was, b- like, behind a gimmick of, like – a. So sorry, I'm hearing double myself. Give me a second. Um, but, yeah, like – the whole gimmick of like a lesbian relationship hiding behind like a hetero relationship is just the most annoying thing ever. And uh, I just didn't like it for that reason. It was really slow. Pacing was weird and people raved about it because it's in, you know, it's a part of, you know, the LGBTQ uh, film library now. Right. So it's just, I didn't like it at all. It was so boring and the gimmick just pissed me off. So. Yeah, it was weird because like when it first like was getting uh, critical reviews, I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." And then I everyone, then everyone else saw it, and then that's when I heard the really, really bad press, and I was like, "Nah, I ain't doing it." So I had forgotten um, about it to be honest. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> it too. I feel like I came out last year, but like this year has been like ten years long, so it yeah, probably did come out earlier, earlier this year or something. Um, all right, so number nine, 
Are we doing number nine? Oh, it's my turn. Dwayne Whitty. Yeah, give yours, right. please. Uh, number 10, I have The Rental. Holy fucking shit. What oh, a man. boring piece of movie. That movie was really um, boring. The, the Rental, it has everyone that I like. Alice, Allison Breeze in there. What's his face from from uh, from Shameless? I thought, yeah, he's finally getting some roles. Um, I'm forgetting his name, Lip, but the guy who plays Lip, um, he's in the movie, and I got it really excited. It's directed by Dave. Franco. Jeremy Allen White. Very much, and um, they were all fine, but the movie was just boring. It literally felt like an extend an extension of that movie. What was the the the, the house movie with Dylan Minnette? Open House. Uh, the name. What was that called? Yeah, the Open House. The it was, was like awful, it felt so. like. It felt like a sequel to that movie. Um, it was really, really bad. I, I absolutely hated this movie, and I and I heard the poster is like one of the best posters that I've seen this year. But then the movie just falls completely short. Um, the ending falls completely short. It's one of those endings where it's like, hey, look, this can happen to anyone, and it was really dumb. Um, so that's my number ten. All right, number nine. Let's go back to. I'm actually intrigued with Hannah's list. So Hannah, number nine. She <laughs> started off hot, and I wanted to give her the hot hand. All right. Uh, I liked this movie initially when I watched it. Uh, me and Dwayne got to interview the director, and that was very cool. Um, but I rewatched it when it came out on Netflix, and I just realized like how annoying um, it was. Uh, that's Banana Split. I don't know if anyone besides me and Dwayne watched this movie. I did But... Um, yeah, it's it's just so annoying. I I real like watching teen movies sometimes like I'll have fun and then like I'll rewatch them and I'll be like, "Oh my god, teens are so fucking annoying. I can't do it." Um so yeah, uh it's literally just two teenage girls kind of whining the entire time and I hate it. <laughs> um yeah, I didn't watch it. I I think it was when you and I were just like really really desperate some for for some interviews, so we just did it. Didn't it have and, like um, the other Col- uh the other Sprouse brother? Yeah, it? the other the other geek that everyone thought that he would be the star, and then what well, what happened? Um and yeah, it, I do remember that movie and I remember being it wasn't the greatest, but it was it was I think I thought it was harmless is what I'll say. I just didn't It is harmless, but it's annoying. Yeah. I just never thought about it after we watched it. I said, all right, this is that what it is. And that's it. Um, okay, so let's go to Tyler, number nine. Uh, my number nine was uh, Brahms, the boy, too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I did not like, I mean, I was one of the people that really didn't like the first one all that much, the first boy film. But at least I figured based on what we saw, especially with the ending, I mean, it's you know, spoilers for the boy if you really care at this point. You know, the fact that it was actually the doll wasn't moving around. It was actually a guy in the house in the walls. You know, it was actually Brahms is alive. And then they take the sequel and they just completely like retcon everything from the first film. Basically, in the in a nutshell, they retconned everything. And it was just so weird because it's the same team because you would think if it was a different writer or director, maybe they would, you know, maybe they would mess it up. You know, they've done that plenty of times in the horror, the horror franchises where the, someone else gets the whole franchise after the original people don't want to be involved. And it's just like, it's, it's so bad, like retconning the movie. I mean, it's another one of those cheap jump scare kind of movies where it's just cheap jump scare after cheap jump scare. The acting overall is quite bad, especially from, I mean, Katie Holmes, especially as the lead in the role. And it's just a, such an overly convoluted movie for something that really wasn't overly convoluted to begin with. And mm-hmm. I and I really and it clearly it's clear to me that they were just trying to retcon what they did in the original 
to try and make a franchise out of this Brahms character. And I just don't think is that what they tried to do. Yeah, the franchise basically because they because they changed they changed the whole origin to because obviously he was a, he was actually in the walls and all that stuff and and he supposedly died and then they try to make it sort in the sequel where the actual doll actually does move and it's possessed and it has like they have this weird almost possession kind of third act where the doll actually they actually have like a showdown with the doll and it's really goofy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it it possesses people and stuff like that and influences them i should say and it was really bad like i really hated the movie that much it was that was back when theaters were open and i was like it was in that stretch where like we had a lot of really boring horror films in the beginning of the year all right so um I didn't see it. It's one of those things. Once again, if I know it's going to be trash, I ain't, I ain't going. Uh, Amanda, let's go to you for number nine. Do you guys remember Spencer Confidential? Yeah, <laughs> sort of. I, I did. Yeah. Um, from Boston. Part two to Extraction. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, I watched it just for Winston Duke, and then he basically did nothing the whole movie, so I was kind of upset with that. And Mark Wahlberg's Mark Wahlberg, like, we're tired of seeing him. Yeah. And then Ella. He's the main character besides Mark Wahlberg. But it was just like nothing. Like literally they gave me nothing. So (laughs) literally it's like, go ahead, girl. Give me nothing. Literally that. (laughs) And then Alan Arkin shows up and I'm like, dude, you're old. What are you, what are you doing in this movie? I don't understand. And it was just completely off. Like the cast was so weird and the action was really bad. So yeah. Thanks Netflix. (laughs) <laughs> i don't get netflix is a lot like blumhouse where like hey here's a here's the five bloods and then hey here's project power and and spencer confidential or something it's really weird they just make so much yeah. stuff all right my number nine is she dies tomorrow holy oh, fuck. Man. um i was very bored and it's 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 just a movie where nothing happened because like indie movies I feel like if Hannah, Hannah, did you see this movie yet? No, no, no right. All right. If Hannah see this movie, I feel like she would probably like it because you like those slow, methodical, boring. Everyone looks in the camera, does a weird face kind of movie. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm right. Art house. This is this is art house horror or whatever the fuck at its peak. And I thought it was a hot mess. I thought it was a disaster. Everyone looks in the camera with neon lights to see that I will die tomorrow. And it's just really bad. Um, I never wanted to watch the movie again. I never want to see it again. I never want to think about it again. Uh, number nine, The She Dies Tomorrow. Please don't watch it. I don't recommend it. Um, all right. Number eight, I will go back to Manda. What do you have for number eight? You guys are going to kill me. Um, I have honored. I have Onward. (gasps) The worst than Spencer Confidential? I I accidentally flipped them. So no, I had to say (laughs) Onward. I read the wrong one. I'm so sorry. But I I was bored out of my mind. There was like nothing, like nothing. The characters were so boring. And like, I hated the ending (laughs) so much. The ending is what pissed me off the most. Like I sat there for that whole time. And then they still, I'm not, I don't want to spoil the ending, but like, it was so unsatisfying. And then like hearing Chris Pratt and hearing Tom Holland was not enough for me to like, be entertaining i just couldn't i couldn't get it with the characters nothing i just onward is one of pixar's like 
worst movies. So yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Onward is top tier Pixar, and I'm gonna <laughs> die on that hill. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Anna. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm texting. Actually, you know what? Like, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Onward was the movie that made me cry the hardest this year. I oh, was shoot. a mess oh. leaving Onward. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm really <laughs> I weren't very high on it either. Listen, all I'm gonna all, all I'm gonna say is is that I fell asleep for like two minutes. Um, but I I liked it. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was fine. But I, I think I'm a sucker know. for like friendship movies, honestly. So I really hope I really hope this isn't the last the last like shocking movie that Amanda has in her in her top ten because <laughs> this is, this is be amazing. <laughs> if that's the case, I love violence. Um, okay, so let's go to Hannah then. What's your number eight? All right, my number eight is Mulan. Uh, <laughs> this movie was just so frustrating, and I watched it drunk, so I was like hoping that it would like be better. Um, since I was drunk, because I already kind of had an inkling going in that it was going to be bad. Um, and it was really bad. Uh, the action is absolutely awful, and it's an action movie. And I keep trying to fucking explain that to everyone who's like trying to defend it in some way. I'm like, it's an action movie, but the action is bad. So what? What? What did it do right other than just fuck with like Mulan? Genuinely, like they undermine the whole like reflection scene. That that's what pissed me off in the first place. Is that there's no music, right? But they don't put anything in the movie to replace the magic that the music brings so it's like yeah it's yeah. just nothing the movie's literally just a bunch of nothing and it's so frustrating yeah. because Milan is so beautiful and so just it's full of just i don't know so much to like love and like magic but yeah. the live action one just feels so empty and i understand like i i I really like the um, live action uh, Lion King and a lot of people say like, oh, that's just kind of like an empty film. And I'm like, but that at least like has the music and, you know, like lively performances like from the cast. And you can tell that like everyone behind it was like passionate about it. And I'm not saying that there wasn't like passion behind the live action Mulan, but it doesn't translate on screen like whatsoever. So it's yeah. like it was just it was a frustrating watch. So even even that big scene where she's like when she like just takes when she like takes off the armor and stuff like that it was like empty too. She's like rides in the like, battle with her pony yeah, tail down. Like, dude, like mm-hmm. she, they get her powers. Like, they give her fucking. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's everything like, immediately. She's like a, she's like that a undermines Jedi. the story com- <laughs> like completely. She's a Jedi now. It's okay. <laughs> and oh, then God. I remember I remember when we were talking about we we had a world show a couple of months ago. And we were talking about how the movie wasn't going to have music. And I'm just like, why? Like, for what? Or and then, or yeah, or, or anything. They like, Mushu, nothing. They had a phoenix. And it just it, it comes out, and it's just, I feel like I was, it was just, I don't know if y'all ever seen that that third Mummy movie, but it felt like on that vibe. <laughs> is it because Jet Li's in that, too? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he'd be doing. I don't know what he'd be doing. You got something against Jet Li uh, or something? I, like, <laughs> no, I actually used to love him. Listen, that Romeo Must Die is a classic, okay? But like this, this, this was this was trash. I, I, they I should have let Eddie Murphy just cash a Disney check, honestly. They that's the least they could have done is put Mushu in the movie, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get you. I it would have been so odd um, having Eddie Murphy Mushu with that with this these performances. I mean, I would have been intrigued, <laughs> but I just would like to just imagine that. <laughs> like Eddie Murphy Mushu with uh, the actress. Just- Add something to the movie. I don't even care if it turned out bad. Just add something to the movie that's gonna make me like interested a little bit. 
Oh my god. I, I it's so fucking boring and so frustrating. And it was also, just just to add, she cannot act whatsoever. No, she's terrible. Like yeah. it was a wooden performance, and I was like, if she doesn't care, why do I care to watch this? <laughs> like, I, don't care. I had never I don't think I'd ever seen the, the actress in anything before. Anything. I don't right? think so. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I could have probably seen her from something. I think this was her first movie. Think so. I think there she was go. in. She was in another movie. I, I remember it was uh, that Jackie Chan Jet Li movie. Uh, speaking of Jet Li again, uh, is that what's it called? What, no, Forbidden that's Jason's Kingdom. I think. Uh, oh, Forbidden. Oh, that movie is. Ooh. Okay, that was, um, that was a bad one too. Yeah. All right, Tyler. What's your number eight? Uh, my number eight was actually Hoobie Halloween. Oh, ooh, I didn't see that shit either. Adam Sandler's uh, attempt at a movie this year. Uh, I mean, Happy Happy Madison. I mean, I have a rough relationship with their movies as it is, as we'll get to them again probably later on in the list. And I mean, it's a shame because like I knew that this was gonna happen because I knew that like Adam Sandler obviously was amazing at Uncut Gems last year, and I know he was gonna just fall back into doing the the uh, the Adam Sandler shtick that we all know. I mean, because I feel like they actually did film this beforehand anyway. But it's just another one of those movies. It's like the same stuff you get from all the Happy Madison films where. Adam Sandler just plays like a very old man child and he has like very uh, unfunny goofy shenanigans like the entire movie and he had, and he always does and he almost not always but a lot of the time he puts on like an accent like he he's done in like little Nicky and all the and you know even Billy Madison in some points he, he makes goofy goofy uh, accents and all that for certain dialogue scenes and I think this is actually like the worst one because there's so many scenes in Hoobie Halloween where he's like incomprehensible and i don't know why nobody told him that we can barely understand you unless we have subtitles on it's just another one of those movies it's a shame because i love halloween and i figured okay maybe they'll do something different or at least something more fresh than what they usually do because they're gonna have a halloween setting but I, it was just really bad and it it, dra- it drags so much the movie's not really that long, but like you don't mm-hmm. really get into the actual plot of the movie until like forty-five to an hour in, and like it's not even like a plot really. It's just kind of just a bunch of dumb shenanigans. And I hope that Adam Sandler stops doing these, but he won't because they're very popular on Netflix. Yeah, and didn't he sound like didn't he sound like some deal with them too? He's like, like well, he, he those movies are like some of the highest, like most watched movies on yeah. Netflix. Like they think they said, I think I saw an article like a month ago that was like two billion, like two billion minutes of have been watched, like of, of uh, Adam Sandler movies on Netflix or whatever. It's it's mm-hmm. insane. Like he's that popular yeah. on Netflix with these movies, even though they're basically all bad. I don't think any of them have been good. Since as long playing. as they're watching uncut gems i'm fine but everything else then well yeah, but yeah he's like he's got hoobie halloween he's got that uh, that ridiculous six movie uh oh yeah, yeah, Andy yeah. Wexler. i mean he did promise us to give us the worst movie ever exactly he if he didn't get nominated for uncut gems so i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping that this was supposed to be that that movie and there's not something actually worse than hoobie halloween <laughs> We'll I, I think this was supposed to be the worst because didn't he just sign on to do another drama? I don't. I mean, he. Yeah, I think. I think he was. I remember hearing about that. But hopefully, he does more of those roles. I mean, he, I think he should. I think he was very. I think he was one of the people I would have not been surprised by if he actually got a nom- nominated for certain awards last year and he was not snubbed. Maybe we're being goofed, and the drama that he's doing is actually the worst one. That'd be hilarious. Can you imagine? 
god. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather a really, really bad comedy than a really, really bad drama because then it's gonna be boring as fuck. So, I mean, mm-hmm. all right. My number eight is The Grudge. Um, it was like number two for the longest time, but I watched more terrible stuff. So here it is, The Grudge. It's really boring. Uh, John Cho, like, where's your agent? Pass me your agent. Let me talk to her. <laughs> um, because this this was not it. I think there was someone else who was a really good actress. That was in this movie. Wasn't she in Possessor? You're talking, about, getting... you're talking about Andrea Riseborough. Was she in this? Yeah, she was in it. Okay, she, hand she, me was, your... she was the star of it, actually. Right. Okay. Hand me your assistant too. Like I, I don't know what's going on because okay, it, it was, it was like really bad. It was really boring. Um, you know what? The director of this movie made a really good movie that's on Netflix that like literally nobody has seen called Piercing, and that movie is so good. So I don't know what went wrong what here because I think that. That was his first movie, and this is his second movie. So I'm like, what the fuck happened in between? <laughs> is it on Netflix now? Because that sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I, the title sounds interesting. It's really good. It's, it's horror, kind of like too. Killing Eve a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like right going. here. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at it on Google right now. Yeah, okay. So I don't know what happened to The Grudge. The Grudge was an absolute disaster. I've uh, People left in the theater. Me and Alex were together. We were like snoozing. It was just really, really bad. It's not that long. No, it's just one of the slowest movies of the year. It was really, really bad. Um, Yeah, so that's my number eight. Um, All right, number seven. Uh, Let's go to... Let's go to Hannah. Number seven. All right, number seven. So I actually messed up a little bit. Uh, So this one should have been eight, and then Mulan should have been seven, but whatever uh one one 1984 uh wow. I, <laughs> i'm so listen, proud of you <laughs> listen i do think this movie has redeeming qualities like but what? it really is Pedro Pascal is so good in it i think Pedro Pascal is so good and i think that chris pine is fun i think that there's fun moments in the movie sure. but it really is just a huge fucking mess um <laughs> yes. genuinely is it's such a mess and it it's not it's not boring like the first one, so that's why I like this one better than the first one because the first one is bored me to fucking death. But this one, just, it's so yeah. I, I don't know why it's just not. I rewatched it and I was like, bro, like, man, I, I don't think the humor in. hits me. I don't. I'm not like invested in like Diana at all. I'm not invested in her and like Steve's relationship. I think that the dialogue gets grating, especially like I don't know what a baby is. Like what? Come like. On. <laughs> It's Man. so annoying. You didn't um, want to hug her when she said that thing. Come on, Hannah. What? I said you didn't want to hug her when she when she started running to the baby, and then Steve no. Has to be like, no, Diana. No. <laughs> when she tastes the ice cream for the first time. The ice cream part I liked. Come it was on. so cute. Thank you. I, I just I that movie is so frustrating to me. It really is. Um, but anyway, uh, this one at least has fun qualities to it. It's just like I said before, it's a mess. Um, yeah. I'm really proud of you because I thought I was going to be like the asshole who's going to put it in my top 10. I said, no, I won't be that big. Good old, good old Gal Gadot and her line delivery. Don't you? Oh, Jesus God. Dude, that one, somebody posted it on Twitter. What was he? Give me the She's star. better in this one than she is. I, in the I, I, thought, she was, I thought she was better I, in this one, too. I, I think she's better. You're talking about the Dwayne's talking about that line where she's on on the on Maxwell Lord's car. You in grave danger. I need you to give, give me, me the, the stone. stone. I need <laughs> I need you to give I me said, the stone. I said, Gal, what? What just what what did you just what? say, Gal? No. no one said cut, Gal, do it, do it again. We just horrible. kept rolling, huh? Yeah. I guess. Um listen. 
All right, Han, I'm really proud of you because I was. And like, we don't have like the like slow mo every scene in this one. In the first well, one, there's okay, slow mo yeah. literally every action scene, and Listen. it's not used sparingly. It's for every move that she fucking makes. Yeah, not like Birds not. of Prey, which I brought that up in the Birds of Prey review. I'm like, this is not like Wonder Woman where the slow mo is used constantly. This is used yeah. sparingly and actually makes the action look cool. And Wonder Woman, every scene, it's like 75 percent of the scene is slow mo, and it's so annoying. I, I just wish, I wish, oh God, if I watch Patty's like Star Wars movie and I see one motherfucker do a slide on the floor, I'm going to be living. Wouldn't that be wild to have a slide on the floor in a movie if, about if, like, you know, ships? It's going to happen. The, the the spaceship is going to slide on the fucking ground or something. Can you imagine like slow-mo like, like lightsaber stuff? If, like. Dude, we don't like, get much of that in Star Wars, and if I get that in Patty Jenkins like Star Wars movie, I'm gonna fucking blow a cat. I, like, I kind of hope like, there's like a scene like that now, Dwayne, where there's like a slow mo ship, no, ship kinda, it's sliding on the that. ground or it's like sliding underneath no, the ship as it's blowing up or something. When she did it, I was like, oh, that was a rib on me, wasn't it? Because I listen, I 100. percent I think the action in the first one. Like as far as like choreography and what she's doing is better, but I was like, dude. Patty, stop slowing down. Like, like it, it's cool to do the slow motion where she like breaks into that building for the first time. Cool, fine. Then every fucking move is in slow motion. The fucking opening Themyscira battle. Everybody, every time somebody goes in the air, it's slow motion. And in that battle, you could have used it once when I think Robin Wright does some like arrow cool shit and like the shot is cool. That could have been a nice slow motion part, but I was already so done with slow motion at the beginning of the movie. So I, I agree. I think Patty needs to do a lot better as, as the DC altogether needs to like leave yeah, the slow mo alone. Would, Other yeah. than Birds of Prey, I think Birds of Prey is the only movie that has used it like nicely. I'm trying to figure out the other like I just think DC needs better choreographers as far as fights. No, I don't I don't think like, that the choreography is the is the problem. I think the editing is the problem. Oh, I don't right. know if okay, recycling fair. editors for movies because I think Birds of Prey is the only movie that's like edited well, even though people have issues with like the story structure or whatever, but that's not the editing's fault. Um but the rest of the DCU movies, the editing is awful. It's atrocious. It's yeah, I so um, bad. Yeah. I, I just because other than every like time, Man of Steel, I think Man of Steel is edited very well, but other than that, I just I can't. Yeah, I just um because I, I completely agree as far as the uh the slow motion and just and just some of some like just like why is the fucking camera on the floor? Like can we just pick it up and then like yeah. stop make her stop sliding all over the place? She slides so much in that first movie. They did it once, I think, in this one. I didn't watch the ending or like the other action scenes again. But um yeah, I just I agree. Editing is like because the editing in the in the opening of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, I think not the Olympic stuff, but the mall stuff, oh, the I mall. think it's so terrible. Oh, it's so bad. Um, it's like really bad. It's they, they do the CW thing where like she flies, but then she lands, but you know that they, she didn't just land, that she just hopped or something, and it's just really weird. Um, so can we stop that? All right, let's go to title, which is number seven. <laughs> My number seven was Dartemis Fell. The Dartemis uh, Fell, the Disney, that's a little higher. But the, the Disney Plus. Well, I'm glad mm -hmm. that it didn't go to the theater. I think that even Disney kind of understood that it was a really shitty movie. Uh, I mean, it deserved to be dumped on there. It was just a movie that was just really bad all around. The direction, I think, was probably one of the biggest faults for me, especially because it's, I mean, it was supposed to be, I mean, Kenneth Branagh is usually a pretty good director. I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened here as far as like everything with the movie. It just gives it just, it, I've never, I mean, I haven't read the books in so long, but I know that they're not like the books whatsoever. And they just, 
And it's just one of those movies where it just doesn't have anything to keep you interested, even if you're a new fan to Artemis Fell. It's boring, lacks direction. The performances all around are awful, especially from the kid who plays Artemis Fell. And Josh Gad, I don't know what Josh Gad was doing with his weird performance. Oof, with, with the, the I think Josh Gad is the only one who knew what kind of movie giant, he was in, if I'm being the, completely honest. The, the giant jaw, that thing where he like eats dirt and all that stuff. Not, It didn't do it for me. It's just a movie that didn't work on any level. And most of the movie is not interesting or fun. You know, you think there'd be some fun, you know, fun, whimsical moments in a, a kid's book like this. And most of the movies confined to them being stuck in a house. Like I, and Judy Dench is an is I don't know what Judy Dench has been doing the last few years between <laughs> this and cats like I don't know like I I mean a new agent maybe I don't know ever yeah, since Tammy O'Meara agent ever yeah. since ever since she ever since her character stopped you know stopped appearing in the 007 movies it's just been down all, all downhill ever since mm-hmm. yeah um well I. As far as Judy Dench goes, I gotta stop saying "hammer your agents" because I mean you have to have a say. Like, hey, maybe I shouldn't do this trash of a movie or something like that. Yeah, or I don't be know, advised better at least. Yes. Um. All right, number seven, Manda. Let's go to you. What's yours? Um, I put uh, "Fatal Affair," <laughs> the Neil Long thriller oh, on man. Netflix. Everyone was raving about it because everyone loved. Nia Long and she was back and it was just the worst thriller I've ever seen in my life. It Nothing made sense. And even the passports that they made in the movie was like, it was literally like thrown together. It's like I could have made it. It was really bad. Um, but they had That's no chemistry. I, I, I don't remember, I honestly. I, che- <laughs> I literally down. checked out after 20 minutes, but I'm like... It was really bad. So sorry, Nia. But Netflix, again, just killing my soul here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I forgot about that movie, quite frankly. Did, is that recent? Wasn't that like recent? Like in November or something like that? Or October? Yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think I heard about it from like Colby or something. Um, but yeah, I'm all set with that one too. Okay, my number seven is Artemis Fowl. There you go. Listen, I I go back to our review uh, with Tyler, my well, myself, Tyler, uh, Alex, and Alyssa, and I just said that I kept wanting to do other things other than watch the movie. I don't think I watched the last forty minutes because I was just really bored. I looked at like my laundry to the side and I said, "Let me pause this and do laundry." Um, I looked at the trash. Said the trash needs to be taken out. That seemed like a much more eventful time than to watch this movie. Um, I just did everything in my power to not watch it, and then I just gave up. It was just really, really shitty, um, and I'm glad I didn't have to see it in a theater. So that's my number seven, Artemis Fowl. Please don't ever watch any of these movies, but especially that one. Um, all right, number six, I will go back to Tyler. What's your number six? Uh, I guess we're doubling down on Netflix stuff because my number six was Coffee and Kareem. It's a... Uh... Oh. Uh, Ed Helms is it's like a buddy cop movie where the where it's Ed Helms as a police officer and uh, this little this kid named Kareem and it's probably one of the most obnoxious Netflix films or films in general that I saw this year because it comes to us from the same director that gave us Stuber and I liked Stuber enough like I didn't love it or anything but it, the this one was just I mean for lack of a better term it was very juvenile I mean since it is centered around a kid but the kid is probably one of the most annoying kids I've ever seen. And like, he's just, all he does is just shout expletives and he's just very, you know, just, just a terrible kid. And it made me just 
cringe throughout the whole movie, especially because Ed Helms isn't funny either, which is a shame because Ed Helms is usually at least somewhat decent. But I just didn't like anything about it. It was like almost unwatchable. Betty Kil- Betty Gilpin is in this as well. It just didn't do it for me. I almost wanted to turn it off like with like 30 minutes left. Like I use I'm I don't ever actually turn off movies. Like I'm I'm one of those people that where I don't I if I'm starting it, I don't want to give up and I will actually see it through to the end. But this was one of the more tough experiences for me. It's not my least favorite Netflix movie of the year, but it's definitely one of the worst movies I thought I saw this year. Yeah, I heard nothing but bad things from uh, that film. So thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. However, I'm the different. If, if it's terrible, uh, listen, listen, life is short to be watching these terrible movies. So I'm not going to finish if it's really, 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 really bad. Um, okay, so let's go to Hannah next. What's your number six? All right, my number six is The New Mutants. Uh, this was so extremely disappointing after the big wait that we all had for it. Uh, that's mostly why it's here. It's because I was actually pretty excited for this movie. Uh, even though it took forever to come out, I thought the trailers were really cool. I thought that clip of the beginning of the movie. The beginning of the movie is actually good. I do like the beginning of the movie. Um, the opening, I mean. Um, when Did that one were- released during that comic Yeah, when that released, I remember me and Dwayne especially we're like really hyped we're like oh my god this looks so good um but yeah the rest of the movie is just fucking boring nothing happens yeah yeah um new mutants i I didn't still i still haven't seen it uh trash sorry i don't i I just never (laughs) felt like it um all right man uh number six what do you got Where's my oh super intelligence on HBO Max? Yeah, that was a a pretty bad one. That was horrendous. I did not laugh once, and James Corden ruined two movies that he was in this year. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, super intelligence wasn't funny. I Melissa McCarthy needs better freaking material because I miss her. So Tammy agent. Mm -hmm. It's just the comedies. She's just not very good at comedies anymore. Yeah, like she can she can do serious roles pretty well these days. Yeah, just, except for the kitchen, that was pretty bad. But oh my god, I was so excited for the kitchen and oh so I then I heard it was trash. I never it went was. to see. No, my- when the trailers came out, I thought the trailers looked so cool and like so good. I was like, oh my god, we're getting like female Scorsese. Um, but then <laughs> yeah. the movie was just awful. Yeah, all around, yeah. Like, just her, Elizabeth Moss, Tiffany Haddish. Agreed. Yeah, that's a and that's a good cast besides i mean I'm, I'm not really a fan of tiffany haddish I'm not I'm not sure of it, but um who's like a like outspoken fan of tiffany haddish though genuinely i have no idea i don't know any anymore if, if, if they're, they're out there then if they're out there then yikes but um i've always thought <laughs> looking good and then when i saw that she's going serious i said i don't know but hey i've been surprised before so all right we are now down oh my god my number six why do i always do this bloodshot is my number six yeah, <laughs> um, you knew it was coming if you listen to the show a thousand times you knew it was coming marcus for some reason likes this fucking movie i don't fucking <laughs> understand why this shit is really bad vin diesel sucks i need him to stop acting um uh, yeah, the, the CGI is like straight back to Spider-Man 3. Yeah, um, that was really bad. Calling CG, and it's so terrible. The final battle. Uh, the final battle is bad. There's arms coming out of people. Uh, <laughs> Isaac Gonzalez is doing something. Vin Diesel <laughs> is trying his best. Uh, Vin Diesel, he's tried so hard not to say family, but uh, I think it comes out at least once in the movie for some reason. But yeah, it was just really, really shitty. Um, and I'm glad I never have to... Well, a- actually, Alex got this movie for my birthday, and I want to burn it. I keep looking at it, and I just want to burn it, but I'm not since it was a nice gift from Alex. 
Um, but that's my number six. You can prepare. Right. You can watch it again, and because they're gonna do a sequel to Bloodshot. Remember? They announced the sequel. What they the they did announce they were gonna make a sequel not that long ago. Listen, listen, Jeff Wadlow. Okay, you're gonna come up another time in this list. I, I need you to do something. I don't know what it is. I need you maybe go to class, maybe speak to someone. Hey, my movies are trash. What do I do? Something or just like stop. But like these, these are these are terrible. And I don't get happy when I see his name credited under anything, whether it's producer, writer, director. This each movie that he's done has been just the worst time of my life so i need you to stop yeah, because this, you're like bloodshot was uh he was a co-writer on it i believe or he at least had terrible. a story credit or something it was one of those terrible. movies that had like a bajillion writer credits i think terrible just the worst um all right uh we are down and, and that was the last sorry that was the last movie that i saw before the pandemic so i had that in like in drilled into my brain for months your, until i until i saw tenet your fondest so, memories fuck all right uh we are down to our top fives um, should be very interesting. So I will start with Hannah. What's your number five? All right, my number five is hold on. Uh, okay, Extraction. Uh, this movie fucking sucked. Uh, <laughs> once again, it's so boring, and it's a white savior movie. I am so tired of Netflix and these white savior movies. Like, when will they end? They need to end. They yeah. immediately. Uh, <laughs> so, and obviously, audiences keep eating them up, and that's why we keep getting them. But Netflix, I think you need to do some moral searching and realize that these movies are bad. We don't need any more. Thank you. The end. Wasn't it like the most watched Netflix movie this year? Yes. Wasn't it The Old Guard? Oh, was it that really? It was Extraction, at least for a while. It was like it came out at like the the perfect time while everyone was home Mm -hmm. from the lockdown. Yeah, it really did. I do remember. Man, I do remember my mom watching that from home and having the, like a great time. So. Everybody watched it. It was like that's all we had at that moment in time. We were all home. Yeah, yeah. It was um, damn. Listen, I didn't. It's not. A, it, it wasn't on my honorable mentions or like it's not on my list. I just just didn't care. I thought the action was good. I like the as action far as like the sequences and stuff like that with him and breaking necks. It felt very like it felt very like Splinter Cell or something like that, or you know, like very cool. But then just everything around it was very dull for me. But um, yeah. All right, so let's go to Amanda now. What do we have at number five? Um, I'm scared to say it. Um, I have first cow. And number five. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. I hated it so much. It's okay. I don't think anyone feels very passionately about first okay. cow here. I, thought it was okay. anyway, I don't fine. know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see I don't it. Know. It was on my list. I didn't it, see it. It was on my list, though, because everyone, everyone was talking. Oh. Everyone, yeah, I don't know. Everyone was making such a big stink about it. And, like, it was beautifully shot. Don't get me wrong. But, like, within the first 10 minutes, I knew, like, the kind of film that it was going to be. And I sat there for two hours just so upset that I continued to watch it. Um, but it was so slow and boring. I don't know how people enjoyed it. But to each their own, I just didn't like it. Um, first, I wasn't expecting to see that on anyone's list, but hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it yet. I just I don't I don't I don't I just don't feel like it for some reason. I don't know. Um all right, Tyler, number five, what do you got? Uh my number five was Antebellum. I mean, I know we've had, I know you and I and, you know, Larry, Hannah, of course, and all many of, many of us in the group have talked about how, you know, bad the movie is in general. I think, I think whatever message or social commentary they were trying to get across with this movie was kind of muddled. It feels much more like an exploitative storytelling, you know, shallow melodrama. 
The only person I thought that actually was like somewhat decent in it was Janelle Monet. Like, and I think, I mean, even she was kind of like iffy sometimes. But all around, I didn't really like the movie all that much. I, I, it's one of those things where I think we should get away from doing these kind of like slave movies in in that sense. Like, I feel like we should have more, you know, more storytelling. I guess it was co it was co written and co directed by a, a per, an African American person. It was you know there was a, a white writer or director involved, but I would like to see more stories, you know, with black filmmakers focused on things besides slavery. And I also just think this movie wasn't. I mean, it was marketed as a horror film, and it wasn't a horror film. It was just, at all. It was a complete lie. So I mean, that's a that's a that's a knock on it as well that they completely just misrepresented the movie in the marketing. They almost try and trick the audience into watching this movie. So I mean, that kind of pissed me off as well. Uh, yeah, there's only one horror element, and that's just some little girl in the hallway. That's about it. Um, but I'll I'll talk about it later because it's coming. Um, okay, so was that it for number five? Am I next? All right. Um, I have the turning. Listen. All I'm going to say about this movie, this is literally how I'm going to, what I'm going to end it off, is that someone had to wake me up for snoring. <laughs> All right, number four, uh, let's go to Manda. What's your number four? The Prom. Freaking Ryan Murphy just ruined my life. And James Corden. He's trash. I'm tired of him. Sorry, go ahead. It's just the fact that, like, he was acting alongside Andrew Reynolds, who's amazing, and just seeing James Corden acting alongside him and Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman and still be that shitty just blew my mind. And I hated the voice that he put on. I think that was the most irritating part within the first 10 minutes. I'm like, why are you the way you are right now? That's not right. Like just act like he was, his performance was so shitty. Just act properly. Like there's no need to put on a voice to portray this character. I thought it was just really in poor taste to be perfectly honest. And I just, I didn't understand how a musical could be that boring. I mean, I do because I watch Cats. And he's also in that. So there you go. So just stop casting James Corden in movies because he's always in the worst films that come out that year. So. Pretty much. Ooh. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Well, Ryan Murphy, man. I mean, he's got like a. Like, he's got. A, he's got to have like dirt on somebody at Netflix because he just keeps getting something like he, shit. He has a lot of projects from Netflix. What the fuck? Is, I'm so all year. It's and because I did, like, audiences eat Ryan Murphy up. Like oh, everything man. that he's ever done, like they eat up what he puts out. So that's that's the reason why. Well, like I, I was did I did the top ten TV shows. But uh, we started off with like some some worst, and both his shows were on like my worst because they were just just so fucking boring, and they all looked the same. I just don't Wait, get it. What other show did he have then? Ratchet in Hollywood. Trash. Oh, okay. Trash. I actually enjoyed so, Hollywood. Trash. For some I'm sorry. strange reason. Fair, but I, I just I almost I watched either. it just for Darren Chris, but then I was like, you know what? Let me not. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was just boring. It just put me to sleep, and the aesthetic is cool. The 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 town looks nice, but. You got to give me more than just aesthetics, you know? Ryan Murphy hasn't produced anything good since season three of American Horror Story, and I will stand by that. It's true. Scream Queens. Because Scream Queens is, I I love Scream Queens, but that last season season of American Horror Story, that last season of American Horror Story, I was so excited because it was, it was, it was literally a slasher, like, series, and it was just 
abysmal. I think we just need to stop with these 1984s and just like let them go. Something <laughs> like, about um, 1984. You know? I think we need to let American Horror Story go. Yeah, that too. I, they're getting yeah, stories now. I think they're doing American Horror Stories. It's like a anthology or whatever. Mm, I don't I know. Mean, I'm just, tired. Of, I'm just, tired. I'm tired of American Horror Story as well. I think it's kind of random yeah. horse at this point. Okay, so that was me and Del. Let's go to Tyler. What's your number four? Uh, my number four was the Empty Man. Like I was the only one that saw it, but it was like yep. it was it was literally like a, one of those horror movies that Disney just pulled out of the vault and just we needed the horror movie to come out for people to see, and they literally dropped the trailer for it like a week before it came out in theaters, and it was terrible. Uh, I mean, it's one of the, it's probably the most convoluted horror film I've seen in a very long time for no reason. It's it's like you know it deals with like cults and. It's almost like every generic horror movie that you've seen over the last couple of years, but like all mashed into one, you know, the empty, you know, empty man, bye bye man, slender man, a lot of the man movies, they're pretty bad. And it's like all those, all the bad things from those movies mixed into one in this and the mystery element, it drags on the movies like, like two and a half hours long. It's like almost as long as Wonder Woman, but it's supposed to be like a horror movie. It's terrible. The scares, I mean, there's not very many scares, but the scares that you do get are very pedestrian. And yeah, I was, I even, you know, not the, I guess it's an easy pun, but I felt very empty watching The Empty Man. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're the, only one, you're the only one that I know who saw it. So I guess that's that says something. I was the only one in the theater as well when I saw it. It was, yeah. it was a terrible experience. All right, let's go to Hannah for your number four move, number four worst movie of the year. Um, my number four and worst movie of the year is Chemical Hearts. Um, I don't oh, know man. if anyone else watched this, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was on Amazon Prime. And I think that Amazon thought this was going to be like a fault in our stars kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like it was going to mm-hmm. blow up with the little teen girls. Like it was going to be that movie. <laughs> and it just wasn't. Um, <laughs> it didn't even give me like the fault in our stars like it doesn't like give me that kind of like cheese that i want um Mm -hmm. it's just boring and annoying and frustrating because like the main character lily reinhardt's character she's literally the worst person in the world um and yeah i totally forgot about that movie but yeah yeah uh what's the name from euphoria is good in it i don't think that lily reinhardt's all that good i think that she just i feel like she's the same character in everything that i've ever seen her in and then when she tries to like break that mold like she did in hustlers it doesn't like it doesn't work i don't think she's very good at comedy and that's what she was in hustlers was like a comedic relief character um but other than that she's like oh i can cry and that's a good performance and i'm like no not really (laughs) um so I can yeah. cry. It's a good performance. Here you go. That's actually funny. Um, okay. Did I lie? So, <laughs> no, I just listen, I laughed. I, I agree. Like, I, I, I thought it was funny. Um, okay. My number four is a movie that none of you have seen. Only my only a couple people have seen it. And I know that a lot of people have been very iffy on how we're doing this like movies that we saw at festivals. Um, in 2020 that are kind of getting released and in like early next year but i was listen this is the top worst movies of 2020 i saw oh i know i know what you're gonna say i, I know you're gonna say. You already know where i'm gonna go uh vigo mortensen's falling was like the worst movie that i've ever seen at any kind of festival it is absolutely terrible it's the white i don't know he loves him them white savior um uh, like you kind of movies literally it, it's it screams that like 
that white director looking at you, Tarantino, who has like, oh, hey, look, I have a black lead so I can throw around the N word all over the place. But hey, I have a black lead who you all like so I can use this word. He basically did the opposite kind of thing to where, oh, hey, um, I can throw around expletives for gay people in this movie. But hey, you can't be mad at me because I play a gay person and it's absolutely terrible. You wrote this trash. Everybody left at Sundance when this movie came on, like halfway through. I, I actually stayed because I was like, oh, hey, I'm at Sundance. This is a once in a lifetime experience. But I, I had to turn to the person next to me and I say, hey, because I went to Sundance like all the movies are going to be like Oscar worthy kind of films. And I turned to this person and I said, hey, did you like this? And she said, no. And I said, OK, good, because I thought this was I thought it was really, really bad. So uh, whenever you all see it, don't. But if you're gonna, it comes out next year, I believe. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely February. terrible. February. So yeah, I thought it was. And see, they're, now they're trying to do that whole Oscar thing. Vigo, you ain't getting shit because this movie was trash. Can you so. How would you feel? <laughs> How would Dwayne could have went and seen um, what's it called? Uh, the Joe Curie movie, but he didn't. Spree. Spree. He could have went and seen Spree at Sundance. I hate. I was actually falling. I was actually in line for Spree, and then it got full because I had to, I had the I had wow. the trash Sundance Sundance pass to where if you're you're press, but you can only get into it if there's like not enough room. So everybody wanted went to, wanted to go see Spree, but nobody really give a shit shit about falling. So I was happily in falling. And it, was, <laughs> it was terrible. It was absolutely that was, terrible. That was, that was my the number. first warning flag. That's my number four. I remember I kept saying that for I've been saying this for months. The same way uh, fellow critic Matt Neglia has been standing. Promising young woman since Sundance. I have been hating this movie. I've since heard Sundance. about it every day on the live show <laughs> yes, since Sundance. Yeah. So. I do. I am curious <laughs> though to see what I mean. What what is all the fuss about? You know, in the bad sort of sense to see it. In February. Honestly, quite frankly, Dwayne's not I the only like, person I've heard bad stuff about oh, this movie yeah. from. Yeah, so. yeah. Quite agree. frankly, I do feel like when Hannah says I think a movie's trash, she's probably like, I mean, maybe I'll like because I feel like that's what happened with Wonder Woman. And part of me was like, listen, Hannah, if you like this, I get it because it's part right up your fucking alley but i just can't see how hannah would like this one at least i can't so i I hate the melodrama that's like okay so with like like calling my name like that's one of my favorite like movies of all time obviously and i think it's a really good lgbt movie because you know we don't stress on like the and i know it's real i know this happens where it's like conflict between like parents and stuff like that um you know not accepting their kids who are lgbtq and i know that happens but it's like when you do that in film and it doesn't feel authentic and it's just melodrama just for the sake of like having like the conflict it doesn't it comes off a bit offensive and from what you're explaining that's what it sounds like so it's like because you can do a movie like that and i know you wasn't big on it but uncle frank does that you can do a movie I like, like that. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. So you can do a movie like that yeah. to where it's respectable. And listen, honestly, if this motherfucker had a writing cred on Call Me By Your Name, you would hear the F word up and fucking down this that movie. Like that's all that's all the movie. Damn it, I'm in I'm in rant mode. Sorry. That's all that movie was. It was just the F word, the F word, the F word. I'm like, bro. Why? What is this? It was. It was just so shitty, and I was so infuriated. I can't imagine any, 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 and like anybody from the LGBT community watching and being enthralled into the story because so many people were just leaving. Like it was just really, really bad. And he's a shit writer. I need him to stop. Vigo. I need to stop all of this. It was you, just you don't need to be explicit uh, to portray 
this happening on film. I mean, Love, Simon did it. And it's like, and obviously that film isn't like, doesn't have unaccepting parents, but like, there's a lot of yeah, conflict yeah. that happens in the movie surrounding his sexuality. And it's like, that's like a PG-13, like, blockbuster movie. And it's like, that portrayed it pretty well and like authentically but like from what you're explaining it definitely just seems like it's like kind of like a shock value type thing and especially if like Viggo Mortensen is playing like the main role and he's like a straight guy uh that's weird and he wrote it and directed it so it's like it's from a straight perspective too so there's not even like LGBT representation behind it it's it's so odd and I know that's what he I I I just know that was I'm sure he didn't have bad intentions I I I really don't think that he did from what you're explaining yeah, I just, I and just he doesn't seem like that kind of person. Yeah, I, I know somewhere in there. That's I'll say that then. Somewhere in there, he said, "Listen, if I make this, you can't get upset because you know I'm, I'm making the protest, whatever." But I just was so angry, like watching the movie, and I was like, "Dude, like," and that's like my second movie at Sundays. I was like, "Dude, what's happening at this festival? Am I gonna watch a bunch of terrible movies?" Because it was really bad. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, I had the laugh. I had the laugh though because I'm looking at the IMDb page and I'm looking at the guide. You know how on IMDb they have the guide for like you know violence and gore and it's like mild, moderate, and all the colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at that for falling and it's like you know violence and gore, mild. You know alcohol, drug, sex. You know all that stuff, mild. Profanity, severe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> red, red, severe. Was- That's how bad the all you're saying was. Yeah, it was just it was really uncomfortable and, and, and it was just really, really bad. So um yeah, that's my number fuck. It should be like number two or something after that rant. But it's number four because I've watched other really, really bad things. So now let's go on to number three. I'll start with uh Tyler. What's your number three? Uh you've mentioned it earlier. My number three is the most recent grudge, the grudge twenty twenty. It was just it was such a slog. It's probably one of the more one of the more boring films I saw this year. It's not the most boring. There is one later on. Wait, The Grinch? The Grudge. The Grudge. Oh, The Grudge. I was like, <laughs> I was so Amanda, did you hear The Grinch too? I heard The Grinch too, to be honest. I, I, okay, I, thank you. I, 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 I was like, was there a Grinch movie that released and I just never knew about it this year? I, I knew the Matthew Morrison one happened, but like. That was bad too, but, I, but anyway, The Grudge was the worst movie. Well, one of the worst movies I saw this year. It was a slog. It was dull. I mean, all the characters were so bland and unlikable. And it's just a shame because the cast is so great you know john cho betty gilpin andrea riseborough the only one that i felt like tried to be at least more lively was uh lynn shay i think she was like only one that seemed like she was trying to actually elevate the material that was given to her but it was just cheap jump scares it was barely there was it was weird how they took like the original idea of the grudge and just and brought it back to the states because that's another thing because it's primarily a japanese kind of idea and they and they're in japan for like 10 seconds uh yeah it just felt like an insult to juan the grudge or even the american grudges that we got earlier on in the 2000s which was directed yeah. by the same guy actually it was sarah michelle geller yeah was it really yeah yeah i don't know either but yeah i, I hopeful hope and the, the ending for it was also not that great i mean i get the the director is kind of like he was like an indie filmmaker and it felt very yeah. indie filmmaker the way that this film ended even though you knew where it was going to where it was going to lead to where it just ends on a static shot of outside of the house as the credits mm-hmm. roll it felt very like indie and it was very weird in this in this sense at least okay so uh, all right who do we have 
Next, I'll go to Hannah. What's your number three? All right, my number three is the half of it. Uh, <laughs> this movie is so bad, and it's so frustrating because I was so excited for it, and I stay. I literally even stayed up till midnight, like or two a.m. to watch it, like when it dropped on Netflix because I was that excited to watch it. Me and Larry both did this, and we were both super excited for it. And me and Larry, I just remember like watching it and just like thinking it's, it was so bad, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to go on Twitter, and people are gonna be like all over me about this, and be like, oh my god, you're so wrong. Like I'm gonna be in the minority about it and larry he also didn't like it and i was like oh my god thank god bless up um (laughs) it is literally such a mess it's so weird it like it takes such like sharp like twists and turns and it's like why and it this storyline that we keep doing like with cr purgis and now this it's like it's so creepy it's so weird like we need to stop with this whole like pretending to be like another person so okay just just help me out here because i didn't see it so what do you mean like because sierra burgess i thought it was like terrible and and, and i know that was like it's oh nobody bad. likes me blah blah and like like the tall girl and stuff so what was it about this that made it like like oh my god it's stop that doing this same storyline where it's like you you're friends with somebody and you have like that friend pretend to like or they do like the person that you are uh trying to be in a relationship with but it's actually mm-hmm. you so it's like they do that whole thing where it's like oh like i'm on the phone with you and you're like on a date with the person and i'm telling you what to say and you tell that person that and they think it's coming from you and it's oh. actually coming from me like it does that whole like trope and i'm, I'm so over it honestly yeah, um yeah the performances are good though i really like the performances but the script is just a mess a hot mess so yeah thank you All right. no thank you um thank you next all right so let's go to manda what's your number three numero trey is the tax collector because before everything happened with shia labeouf uh he i looked up to him as a kid he's been like one of my favorite actors before all this shit went down uh literally this month um so i was so excited to see him play that character in the tax collector because the trailer looked pretty interesting um, I guess. And then I watched it and it was a complete shit show. It was one of the worst films that I've watched this year, clearly. And it wasn't engaging. It was really just insensitive. Um, and like Shia got a tattoo on his chest, like a massive tattoo. And he was never shirtless in the whole movie. And I'm like, this man is so committed. And then we find out that he was committed with other things in the movie with you know, with dogs and what he did, but um, mm-hmm. the movie's bad. David Ayer, I'm sorry, dude, but like this was just a mess, and I have no idea why you even thought this was a good idea, you know, to be made into a film. So yeah. So to cap off on that, that is my number three film is the Tax Collector. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey, listen. Okay. So. Hannah and I spoke talked talked about this movie when it was announced and how he was trying to defend his decisions on making a you know doing this like ha- having Shia be um you know like a latings kind of kind of do a latings kind of performance and he's like oh I grew up in the hood he did he said all yeah. types of shit that was really out of out of pocket so listen all I'm gonna say about this movie is that it was yeah it was really really bad um I I have no idea what he's been doing lately as far as David Ayer goes um I really I'm not interested in anything that he does in the future. 
because uh, he's he's just everything that he's gotten in the past couple of years have just been some of the worst movies that I've seen. Um, and people people and him he keep they keep like defending them and stuff like that. But I don't know what what to say about his track record as of late. I just don't know what's going on. The Taxi yeah. Collector absolutely did ever not since he did Suicide Squad, it's just been downhill. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what happened after, because uh, I like his early stuff. And then he makes the same movie, too. Like, all of his movies feel like they're in the same universe. I don't know if that's intended. I doubt it. I just feel like he okay. just knows one t- one genre, whether it's like, but you but let's have a spin on the genre where it's cops, but then let's have a spin on the genre where it's like fucking elves and demons and shit. Uh, he, he makes, and then superheroes, let's, let's do the same genre, but it's like villain and superhero stuff he, he sucks i don't know what's going on um it, it's really bad I well, did, this actually sucks. now that i'm thinking about it david air movies are kind of like the mandalorian in a way where it's like hey we need this thing and we need to get from point a to point b so it's like the entire movie is just characters trying to get a thing it's literally yeah. just like every episode of the mandalorian is like that but it's like it's good because you know we like the characters and whatnot whatever but with like david Ayer, it's like he doesn't even give us like good characters so it's like boring <laughs> no yeah yeah it's uh it's, it's i don't know what happened all right we are in number two our top two worst movies of the year so why don't we go straight back to hannah what's your number two all right uh my number two. Oh no i lost my list um all right uh my number two is the banker uh so let me let me explain this before uh somebody gets upset with me because i know there's people that like this movie um i don't think that there's movies on my list that i think are worse than this movie but this mm-hmm. movie disappointed me so much and i think there was so much potential with the movie that, yeah, I get that. I get it's that. so frustrating it was so boring and i'm like this like the thing that you're covering has so much potential to be interesting and you have great actors and they're giving great performances in the movie but it's like you did nothing just it's it's like nothing it really does it's like it feels like you're just watching people kind of like have conversations but like they mean nothing <laughs> it's it's so odd it's i really wanted to like this movie so bad and I was so excited for it because I was like, oh, my God, like Anthony Mackie, like he's finally going to get like the praise that he deserves. And then like nothing ever happened with it. And it's like he's great in the movie, but the movie doesn't do enough to kind of like propel, um, yeah. you know, the actors or just, you know, the, the things that they're handling, the themes that they're handling. It's it's so odd and it was frustrating. So yeah, that's why it's my number two, even though I think that there's worse movies on this list. It was just a frustrating movie because I thought it could have um, been much more. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah, I didn't see. I remember you did mention when we were like doing a live show or something. I remember you you mentioning it, like mentioning how much you like didn't, how much you did, you were disappointed. And I completely understand having something on your list by how much you were looking forward to that movie. So yeah. So all right, let's go to manda let's go to you what's your number two uh my number two is the hunt um everyone raved about it because of the entire like freaking pc conversations that were being had and it, it was satirical and i was just like okay like i get it i get both sides that you're trying to make fun of both sides but at the same time like the concept of the film itself was just so freaking stupid um the cast was okay i think uh betty gilpin saved 
whatever was left of the movie and it was just so bad it was so bad and they tried to be funny and it just did not did not work whatsoever so yeah. i still didn't see it so i can't really say it's, much yeah it's not i saw it it was whatever yeah. yeah i just got sick of the whole vod 20 bucks bullshit so i just said nah. yeah that was an um, early part of the year when that happened. yeah i was like annoyed that i had that it was like so much money but uh all right uh let's go to tyler what's your number two my number two was the wrong Missy. It was another Happy Madison film <laughs> this year. It was just re- that was probably the cringiest movie I watched all year. It's like <laughs> the, probably the worst comedy as well. I mean, nothing, nothing about the movie lands when it comes to the actual comedic genre and the characters are uh, extremely obnoxious. More so, Lauren Lapkus, the woman who plays Missy. I think she's easily the most cringy, annoying character I've seen in any movie in 2020. But uh, yeah, it's just. It's another Happy Madison movie where they, you know, the Happy Madison people, they go get rile up, you know, gather up their friends and they go to a nice vacation location and shoot a movie and they don't really care how good or bad it is. It was really dumb. Um, all right. So I didn't see that either. Uh, trash. Okay. So my number two. All right. Listen, everyone knows that this was going to be, it was going to come up at some point. Somebody already said it on this list. Fantasy. F- motherfucking island <laughs> is my number two worst movie of 2020 it was probably i was so angry with this movie on all fronts just because i knew it was going to be bad but i went to go see it and i said dude listen if you could just give me really dumb like so there's this thing amongst like hannah and larry where i think i hate camp i love campy horror so if you could just give me a a a a, 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 a just a movie that's just batshit crazy and everyone knows what they're what they're doing and they you know no one takes this movie seriously and stuff like that and like I can have some enjoyment with this because that a lot of classic horror movies are that like an urban legend is like that you know what I mean like My Bloody Valentine like all those movies are very are, are in that category. Um, Jeff Wadlow, you're back. Hey, this is it. Uh, this this movie was so bad, and it was just really ridiculous. Apparently, I, I I left the movie, and then somebody told me there was a twist at the end. And I said, "You got the balls to do a fucking twist." It was a dumb uh, Lucy, twist as well. L- Lucy Hale. Uh, this movie has a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Lucy Hale is is just doing some of the worst work that I have seen from an actress. Like, it's just, I don't know why she just likes to do these movies for Jeff Wadlow, but they're never good. Um, she's really bad in this movie. Everyone in the movie is really, really rough. I left after, I have, what's the actor's name? Asian guy. Jimmy, he said Jimmy something Yang. like, don't ever fuck with my fantasy. And I vanished. I was gone. <laughs> and the one other reason why I was so mad about this movie was because it was playing in Adobe Theater. And the audience was fucking packed on a Friday night. And do you know what was in IMAX next fucking door when this came out? Birds of Prey. And I went on my AMC <laughs> app during the movie. And I said, how many, how many fucking people are in Birds of Prey right now while this theater is just at the brim full with like people who are cheering during this shitty movie? Oh, and Birds of Prey... So 
Birds of Prey had like four seats taken, and that's IMAX. And I said, there's four people. Let me lower my fucking mic. There is four <laughs> people in Birds <laughs> of Prey right now, and, and, and this movie is about to get an abundance of box office because of whatever reason. I don't know why casual audiences are such geeks, but this fucking movie was trash. There was one lady who was next to me who was cheering for every single thing that Lucy Hale did. That's she had a Friend. Her boyfriend did not want to fucking be there. She kept turning to him like, "Did you see that?" He's like, "I fucking guess." Like, can we get out of here? And and I don't blame the guy. I bet you the guy saw me and said that guy had the right idea because I vanished. Like what this movie? Came they're probably out. not. Together. They're probably not right together back, anymore. It brought me right back to another fucking Blumhouse travesty, like from last year in Black Christmas, that I also vanished. But that movie came out too. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on with Blumhouse. You have like these sleeper hits. You have these great movies like a Sinister or a fucking Get Out, and then you do like a, maybe like a sleeper hit, like like something else. I can't I can't really think of anything right now. But like then you just do this this shit. Like what is this? And I get so mad at Jason Bloom for just. Fuck, all these movies are trash. I don't get what's going on. Fantasy <laughs> Island was so shitty, and I was so mad. And Alex, who's supposed to be my best fucking friend, got me the movie for my birthday, and I have no idea why. I think I might burn it tonight after this conversation. That and Bloodshot. That was my number two movie of the year. Holy shit, it should have been number one. But there's a movie that pissed me off just a little bit more than that movie. So now that we're at number one, let's go to Tyler. What is your number one horrible movie of 2020? Uh, my number one was yeah. The Turning. Oof. I mean, how can you having? I didn't have an ending. I'm still angry about it. It didn't have an ending. It just it just ended in a very weird spot. It was just a complete waste of time, especially the last 10, 15 minutes or so. I mean, there's almost no story. It almost feels like it's like the, almost the entire movie is just one giant, long, extended first act, and then it just ends. It's weird. I mean, it's uh, it's the same material from The Haunting of Bly Manor that we got on Netflix later on in the year, which, I mean, it wasn't as good as Hill House, but it was at least flushed out better, obviously because it was a series and not a movie. But uh, the, 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 the material, then the turning at least, it wasn't done very well. It wasn't scary. You know, it was just all the acting all around was quite bad, especially from Finn Wolfhard and Mackenzie Grace. Brooklyn Plinch was okay. I think she was the only highlight, if you want to even call it a highlight. But I don't know. It was just, I mean, I'm just still angry about the fact that there was no ending. It just ended abruptly and ambiguously. And it feels like there, I know there was an alternate ending on the Blu-ray, but like I couldn't ever stomach actually paying for that movie to see what this alternate <laughs> ending or two was supposed to be. You sure you don't want to watch that movie again? I mean, I'll, I'll, I was hoping I've been I'm still hoping somebody just uploads that alternate ending to YouTube or Reddit or somewhere so I could watch it and not have to know what not have to give them any sort of money because I'm still angry about right. that ending because it was just baffling. Yeah, it's number five. It's really, really bad. Dude. That, was my, that was my number five movie. Just the worst. I don't know what's happening. All right. Uh, let's go to Amanda. What's your number one? Number one movie. Number one worst movie of the year. The cringiest movie that I watched this year was 365 Days. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad somebody has this on their list because I didn't finish it. So I couldn't like say that I watched it actually this year. But oh my God, it's terrible. It is so bad. And now that we know that Netflix supports torture porn on their streaming service is just really unsettling. I, I could not believe the shit that was going down in that movie 
Um, it was just so uncomfortable to sit through. I don't know how I even finished it. Hannah, you were so smart to shut it off. Honestly, <laughs> it was so bad. So bad. Um, all right, let's go to, uh, Hannah, what's your number one? Okay. Well, my number one is the grudge. Uh, this movie pissed me off to no extent, uh, to extreme extent. I mean, uh, I just, I couldn't believe what I was watching in the theater. Cause I was like, how do you make a grudge movie just go so wrong? And when I say that, I mean, boring, like, how do you make a grudge movie? Like make me want to fall asleep genuinely. Um, and I'm like, a puss like I can't watch like scary movies like alone like I am like the biggest pussy in the world when it comes to scary movies so like it's very easy to scare me this movie did not scare me I watched it in a theater alone I was scared shitless before I was more scared by the fucking it chapter two like teaser like uh no not not it chapter two it was like it was a scary movie trailer or whatever but it's it's that scared me more than the actual fucking movie of the grudge um I just I was just so baffled watching this movie. Uh, John Cho, like, who is blackmailing you into doing this? I genuinely <laughs> want to know. He was the only reason why I showed up. Um, John Cho is sexy in it, though. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, as soon as he died, I left. There was, like, 20 minutes left um, in the movie. I know it. But as soon as he died, I was like, honestly. Uh, Good to you. So, yeah, yeah. I... I Peace the fuck out, and I got coffee after John Poe died. I was like, you know what? He's the only reason why I came. He's the only reason why I'm still watching. Why would I stay around since he's dead? So, you, yeah. You didn't miss anything. It's okay. <laughs> Man, Tyler, I got to give it to you. Spoilers for the grudge, strong. I guess. <laughs> strong will. You be staying. And it's tough yikes. sometimes. Somebody's got to do it. Like I said, man, I'm over here having anxiety about death. I'm like, can I? Can you imagine me myself just croaking for this movie? I'm out of here. Let me croak in the lobby. <laughs> Especially after watching Soul, I'm like gonna rethink watching bad movies now. Yeah, it's just really weird to me. Um, all right, so, uh, all right, everyone, we are here. Number one worst movie of 2020 if you saw the thumbnail and you said hey Dwayne has to talk about that movie yet well here it is antebellum <laughs> i fucking hated this movie when i opened this big screener and listen if this causes me to never get anything from fucking Lionsgate, so be it i i don't i don't care i really don't because somebody from Lionsgate was like hey can you take down your review because it has spoilers in it and and i just i, I left it on red no absolutely not this movie's trash and everyone needs to know 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 about it okay so listen the screener opens up and these fucking idiots these geeks directors <laughs> like, hey guys <laughs> you need this movie this is a movie that's very relevant and i said all right all right wow we're, we're getting into something here and it was it was probably it was probably one of the worst movies that I've ever see, like saw. It was like so deplorably bad as far as like what they did, how they thought uh, they were gonna get away with something like this. There's fucking geeks online who are like, "Hey, this movie was entertaining." Hey, listen, if you fucking thought this movie was entertaining, unfollow unfriend don't speak to me if you think black people getting whipped and beaten and killed is entertaining then so be it all right but uh that it, it was so 
terrible. The twist is so fucking dumb. It's everything that we don't need in 2020, and especially right now. Uh, I, I I don't want to go ad nauseum. I know I actually in my head I was like, Dwayne, I'm gonna rant for like 30 minutes on Antebellum, and I I don't think it deserves that kind of breath because it's so fucking shitty, and I don't ever want to see it again. Alex, if you're listening, if you fucking get this movie for me on Blu-ray, I will film myself <laughs> throwing it in the garbage and burning it. Do you understand me, Alex Madden, who lives in North in, in North Boston? I will, I will literally give a hitman your address, Alex, if you fucking get this movie. So Not Dwayne Doxing, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, this movie was absolutely terrible so um i don't ever want to i don't ever want to talk about antebellum again i don't ever want to see antebellum again <laughs> i, I kind of don't even want to see janelle monet do anything again because i'm gonna think about this movie if i see her acting but it wasn't her fault I, I blame her manager her assistant her friends her her colleagues who said hey do it and and and, and i don't know what happened because the, the fucking poster says from the producers of get out and us and they wanted this to be the next get out so bad and i thought it was just the worst so that's my number one movie of the uh, number one worst movie of 2020 everyone that is it that's all of our list these movies are trash i don't recommend a single movie that is on our list on our dishonorable mentions and thank you guys for joining us i really appreciate it on that note uh stay tuned for tomorrow we have our best movies of 2020 uh to talk about so that'll be very fun and very much lighthearted. i want to thank you all uh, amanda hannah and tyler for being here I will go around and get everyone's social medias. I'll start with Hannah. Hannah, let everyone know where they can follow you. At Rejected Hannah on Twitter. All right. Still hate it. Let's go to Amanda. Let's <laughs> Nothing will ever be movies and cats. <laughs> One day. All right, Amanda. Yeah, you guys can find me at AMXNDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. All right, Tyler. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Tyler Calvert and Twitter and Instagram at It's Tyler Calvert. All right, listen, if you want to follow me, I guess, after this freaking rant and stuff like that, then so be it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. So for the rest of the week, uh, tomorrow we have our best movies of 2020. I think as of right now, Hannah's going to do it again, and then it's going to be Larry and Alex for that list. So that should be nice and fun and happy and, and uh, kind-hearted. And then Thursday, Hannah and I will do our last live show for the year to kind of just shit on this shitty, shitty year and whatnot and maybe take some phone calls, and that'll be kind of fun. So that'll be Thursday. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Hannah, Tyler, and Manda. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.